Hello, listener pals. It is January 8th, 2020, and this is episode 12 of Hello, Nessa. And I am really late to the party recording an episode. I broke my promise in the last one about being back in a week, and I have nothing but excuses for you. And I'm going to save the time and the recording space and not give those to you. I will just simply say I was lazy and I apologize. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I have not cleaned out my office space or my art room or whatever the fuck it is, because frankly, it is, it, there's so much shit in there and it's overwhelming. And every time I get in there to try to do it, I get anxious and then I get upset and frustrated. So I haven't been able to do it. Um, not at least where I can get in there and like set up the podcasting, like the microphone and the mixer board and the computer and everything. I just, it's going to get done and it has to get done within the next week because I start school next week. (laughs) So until I can, um, get that taken care of, I am going to record the episodes on the phone. Um, which means you'll probably get the anchor commercial at the end, which I apologize for. I have no control over that. But this, you know, it's a free service to me and it's free to you. So <laughs> no complaints. Um, so I I mean, honestly, I haven't really been up to anything um, in the last, I don't even know when I released that last show. Um, I've just been working a lot on trying to make my house my own. Um, I've almost lived in this house for two years and I hadn't hung anything on the walls. Um, I hadn't unpacked some things. I just, it felt like I was staying in my house versus living in my house. And with it being a new year, and I try not to be like the resolution type of person, but I feel like this is just the normal time of year where people start thinking about it is I, I am thinking about the kind of person I want to be. And I've actually been thinking about this longer than, you know, since January 1st, it's been a few months. It's what, what do I want to accomplish with school? Well, I made that decision instead of getting my associate associates in like general studies, I actually changed to a history concentration, signed the papers for it this morning. So thought about it, made the decision. It It's happening. I have started putting my vinyl in frames and hanging them up on the walls. I'm super happy about the way it looks right now. That took me a while to get going, but it's it's happening. Um, work, I just wanted to be better. Like everybody, and, and I'm trying to ex- think of how I want to explain this without sounding like conceited or um, whatever. But how I say it is I've been doing my job for more than a decade, like my current position, more than a decade. So I should be good at it and I should be knowledgeable and I should be fast. And my numbers, as far as like my, like, you know, everybody has a rating and their score cards, so to speak. My numbers did not reflect my abilities. So I really wanted to have scorecards that reflected my abilities And my job is a one to five scale, one being the worst, five being perfect. And for the last three months, I was able to maintain a five. And it's, it's amazing. Like the transformation in my mindset that it's created. So I wanted to be better at my job. 
it's, it's happening. Um, I'm struggling right now with like what I want to do with like relationships. And for most of you have known that like uh, I'm in a relationship with Amy. I was in a relationship with Kevin that used to live here. Um, Kevin and I are no longer in that relationship and he no longer lives here. Um, the guy I have a crush on, um, you know, he knows Amy, Amy knows him. Um, it's, he's kind of hesitant on the relationship aspect, mostly because he just got out of a relationship, uh, not too long ago. We also work together. We all three of us have a lot of common friends. Um, some of them not knowing that I ultimately carry on multiple relationships, um, multiple meaning like two. (laughs) I'm like, I don't have a harem, nor do I want one. One is hard enough, let alone two. Um, and I've said before, it has nothing to do with like either part, either of the other parties involved. It's because I'm at a point in my life right now where I don't feel, I don't feel like being in a, a monogamous relationship is satisfying to me. And, um, so I'm still struggling with what I want to do with that. Like, do I want to be in relationships? Do I want to continue the way I'm going? Uh, it, a lot of it has to do with, um, and this is no secret to Amy because Amy and I argue about this constantly is, is my time. Um, when I'm in school, I don't have any <laughs> and, Amy likes to spend a lot of time with me, or at least she did. (laughs) And I'm very much like, I don't need to spend time with you all the time. (laughs) I like my alone time. And if I want to go spend time with a guy I have a crush on, I don't want to have to be made to feel bad about that because I didn't spend every weekend with you. And um, so I'm like going through that and trying to figure out the best way to proceed with that. Um, no, you know, it's, it's not a bad scene. Like, no, I'm not mad at anybody. I I, I don't hate anybody or whatever. So it's just a matter of like, what is going to help me grow into the person I want to be? And, um, and I've decided that one of the things that I want to go back to is I am pretty assertive and have been told several times that it's my downfall. And so I constantly try to put myself into a box of what other people want me to be. And most of that is at work. Um, A lot of it has been in my personal life. And I'm realizing that I, I went on this big crusade about being my authentic self. But in that process, I'm still not being 100% myself. I am still trying to not hurt people's feelings and I'm still trying not to um, come across rude. I'm trying to protect people that I don't need to protect. And um, and at work, when I took my assertive, when I like scaled back the assertiveness, and I stopped being who I am, I got looked at worse. Like it was like, oh well, you're not you're not seen. You're not you're not somebody that stands out anymore. And and whatever. And it's like, well, I just did what you told me to do. So (laughs) I'm not, it's not that people don't have good advice or good intentions. However, I don't have to listen to everybody. 
And I am finding that the more myself I'm being, that better I feel about myself. And even like the parts of myself that I don't like very much, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm like learning to appreciate them. And um, I, I just feel like I am far too old to be living my life for other people. So it's kind of like as much as I would like people to hang around because I care about them, but if they want me to like be a certain way for them to hang around, then I'm really not getting anything out of it. So I think there's going to be a lot of struggles with me and people and relationships and um, friendships and everything as the year progresses, like as I try to figure things out. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm not afraid of it. I just want to make sure that I truly am being my my honest authentic self because being some trying to trying to be what everybody else wants me to be is too hard. And it's like I honestly there were days I would come home from work so depressed because I couldn't figure out why people stopped like re, like relating to me. I'm like what did I do wrong? And it isn't that I did anything wrong. I just changed who I was. And I didn't change it because I wanted to. I changed it because I thought I had to. So I'm using this opportunity or this, you know, what the new year gives you the kick in the ass to really examine all aspects of my life and see what's going to be the best for me and and the most healthy for me and will, will bring joy into into my existence so yeah (laughs) um I do want to talk about um health procedures and people's fears um when it comes to them and and kind of my thought process on them because I used to be afraid to go to the doctors because I didn't want to know what was wrong with me I'm like if I have cancer I if I have like a tail. I don't <laughs> a tail. Like I wouldn't know I had a tail, but you know, I don't want to know those things. I just, I'm going to live in ignorance and bliss. And as I've gotten older, I realize that that's not necessarily smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've, I've tried to be proactive about making sure that I am getting healthy and remaining healthy when I've, I've gotten things taken care of. And not letting myself fall into a pit of, well, I just don't care anymore. And um, a lot of, you know, health things now that I'm getting older are becoming like routine. And like when you hit 40 as a woman, you need to go get a mammogram every year. And so I got to go do that. And I actually had some fear about it because the first one I had last year, it was no big deal. I mean, there was small talk and that made me uncomfortable because that's what small talk does to me. (laughs) I'm not good at it and it makes me uncomfortable. But the whole like experience like didn't hurt. It was easy. It was fast and in and out of there. Awesome. Well, then I, I talk about needing another one and a friend of mine starts talking about how she went for her second one and it hurt and it was bad and it was and it put fear into me. I was like, I don't want it to hurt. I don't want to. And I seriously stressed about it, even though I've already done it before. It isn't the matter of like having a stranger grab on my boobs and and see me without a a shirt on, which it should be something that concerns me because I don't like people looking at my body. 
I'm very self-conscious about my body, very insecure about it. But, and even in a medical setting, I'm still like, I don't want this doctor looking at my boobs and she ain't looking at my boobs. She don't care. I know that logically, (laughs) but the thought of like, this could hurt. I was like, I don't want it to hurt. I don't want pain. And I went in and got it done and yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it didn't hurt. And again, the small talk was the worst part. Um, being that a lot of my friends that responded were male, um, the big fear was the, uh, I keep wanting to call it colostomy because that's what fatty called it on his show. Colonoscopy (laughs) is that that's the one that, that seems to scare people the most. And I get it because I mean, you're having, you're essentially going into a building and someone is sticking something into your butt that you don't necessarily want there. I mean, granted, there are some of y'all out there that think about going out and finding a stranger and having them stick stuff up your butt is an enjoyable experience. But in this case, when it's like medical (laughs) and they could find something wrong, it is really scary. And I actually had to have one. Um, I had it this past Monday. Um, (laughs) And yes, I am on the young side for it. However, my mom had cancer and um, both my doctor and the guy, the gastro internal professor, whatever his super medical title is, um, thought it'd be a good idea just in case because, you know, you catch it earlier, the better chance you have of, of beating whatever you need to beat, right? So I'm going to go through this whole process for you and tell you some really embarrassing things and some not so embarrassing things. And, um, kind of this ain't no big thing. So for me, the worst part was the apprehension of my mom had cancer. My mom passed away. What if they find something and my family has to go through this? What, what am I going to do? That was seriously the hardest part for me. It wasn't so much like a strange man was going to see my asshole. <laughs> Although that did cause me some apprehension. <laughs> um, it, it, I really put the, he's seen a thousand assholes. Mine is nothing. It was really the apprehension of what if they find something. So that that was my struggle. The, the second worst part was the actual prep. So, <laughs> so if you are squeamish or you don't enjoy the poop talk or I mean who I mean poop is funny, but if it's not your scene, you might want to skip this and that's fine. Um, but this will give Fatty some content for his short week or you know something. <laughs> or I'll just end up on the intro of a show because I said his name and I said shart. <laughs> So my appointment was at 1 p.m. on Monday and they're like, you can't eat, um, you know, starting the day before until your your thing. So I didn't (laughs) Saturday night. I had a protein shake and then a drink and then guy had a crush came over. So I never had dinner. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> so I woke up and I was like starving. All I wanted was coffee. Couldn't, I mean, I could have coffee, but they're like, you can have it black and I don't do that. I'm like, no, no, I'm basic white girl. I, I need some like mocha in my shit. Um, so drank water, drank water, had ramen without the ramen. <laughs> and then at 5 p.m. I had to start the procedure um, start the prep and it's this l- clear liquid that tastes like if you chewed cherry aspirin and then threw it up and then you water it down and you have to drink 16 ounces of it with like 32 ounces of water and it was and you have to do it within this hour period so I'm like, oh, I'll just get this done. So I chug everything in like 15 minutes. I'm like, the water and everything. I'm like, get it done. Uh. So I'm, it's it's cold for Tucson. It's like, you know, in the 60s, I know, ooh, poor us. And I just drank, you know, a whole bunch of ice water. <laughs> I start shaking, like shivering, goosebumps. I'm like, I'm going to crawl into bed and get warm. I think I was in bed for maybe 10 minutes trying to get warm when my stomach went blah, 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 like this gurgling noise. And I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know what this means. And I'm like, maybe I should just go sit on the toilet just in case. And thank God that it did. <laughs> because for the next three hours, I proceeded to spray shit anything that I have eaten within the last like 10 years of my life. (laughs) And if I wasn't doing that, I was walking to my bed and then turning around and walking right back to the bathroom to do it again. I, I at a, at a point got, just got tired of getting up and going to the, washing my hands and going back to bed just to turn around and get up and go back. I just sat there I just sat there and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it wasn't painful. Like, like I didn't get any like cramping or anything. Like it was just like coming out. And then I was tired. (laughs) I was like, I'm hungry, but all I can have is water. And and I'm, you know, I'm talking to people about it coming up and they're like, oh, I ate jello and I got yelled at for that. And Oh, I did this and I got told not to do that. So I'm like, I'm just drinking water. I don't know what's safe. (laughs) And then the top ramen without ramen. So essentially, you know, like salty water, whatever. Um, And I did that. I think I did that twice. I tried to do it twice. The second time I'm like, this tastes like shit. I can't do this salty water. So um, (laughs) was actually afraid to go to bed. Because I was afraid that if I happened to fart when I was asleep, I would shit my bed. I was seriously scared. And it took me a long time to fall asleep. Fall asleep, slept most of the night. I think I got four or five hours sleep. No incidents. Um, I had to do a second round of all this stuff. And I was like, I I almost cried because I'm like, I really don't want to do this. This this has been the worst. (laughs) So drink the stuff and, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, I'm back in the bathroom. But by that time, I mean, I have nothing in my system. So it's all, it's just essentially water coming out. You're welcome. (laughs) And at one point I thought I was done. 
I was like, yes, I'm done. I'm like, I feel, I think I'm done. So I proceed to go down and just kind of like dry off my butt because, you know, it's just water and proceeded to spray shit water all over my hands because I was not done. <laughs> and <laughs> my hands with the toilet paper in it is like under my ass and I'm just cackling like a mad woman with tears streaming down my face because I can't stop laughing. And of course, the more I laugh, the more water comes out. And I just essentially just like butt peed all over my hand. (laughs) And when it finally stopped, I got into the shower because I'm like, I'm not even going to try again because no. And rinsed off, got everything clean and, um, got ready for Amy to take me to my appointment. Um, So when, you know, checked in, they gave me my cute little bracelet. They um, took me to the back. So what happens when you get dehydrated is your veins become harder to like stick needles in because they're like little. And I already have problematic veins. So I have, I think, six punctures in it between both hands where they tried to find my veins and my right hand looks like I pimped slapped somebody and then got mad because they bruised my hand and I hit him with my wrist because it's just black and blue and ugly <laughs> um, but they finally got the IV in um, the anesthesiologist and um, the assistant they were awesome Um, They wheeled me in the back and um, the anesthesiologist is like, okay, I need you to tell me your name and, and your date of birth. And, and she goes, as soon as he comes in, we'll, we'll shoot you up and you'll go nights. And I was like, okay. And it's propofol. It's like Michael Jackson's sleepy time juice. And I have done propofol before. Like I had an endoscopy done and they gave me propofol then. And that was a nice nap. (laughs) So I was like, all right. He comes in and he he puts his arms on my side and he's like, you ready for me? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> and he goes, that's what I like to hear. And he started laughing. And he goes, no, really, are you okay? I'm like, let's just get this over with. And she's like, all right, you're going to feel a little burning sensation. That means it's working and then you'll go to sleep. And I was like, okay, do I count down from 10? And she's like, if you can. And I said, all right, 10. <laughs> I don't remember anything after the 10. I do rem- I woke up in the little waiting area and uh, everything was funny. And there, she's like, do you want some juice? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want some juice. Because I hadn't had anything to drink since nine o'clock in the morning. And I was hungry. Oh my God, I was hungry. <laughs> so she gives me a Capri Sun, which was amazing because I haven't had a Capri Sun since like junior high. Um, Amy comes back and I'm just like a giggly mess drinking my Capri Sun. Um, but yeah, they didn't find any polyps. Um, nothing like that would be, uh, concerning as far as like cancer goes. Um, I do have diverticulitis. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, uh, essentially they said the way you get that is, if you're chronically constipated or you hold in your gas, I am not chronically constipated. <laughs> so that'll tell you which one I do more often. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Just let it go. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> 
you think I should being that big fatty. My dad is just like, let it, let it go wherever. But, um, so yeah, I have to be more conscientious about farting (laughs) and I have to, they're like, do high fiber diet and that'll help. And, but yeah, they're like, you don't have to come back for another five years. And he said, you did really well. Like you followed the directions with the prep. You were super clean. And I was like, okay, thanks. See you in five years. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's done. And honestly, um, knowing that I don't have anything to worry about is a huge relief and made everything worth it. And for those of you that are afraid, you don't feel anything. You go sleepy sleeps and you're done. I mean, afterward, you might be a little bloated and you'll fart for like an hour straight but that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. You just go home and you get to eat and drink and, um, not alcohol, but you get to drink. You can have soda, coffee, juice, whatever. Um, it's no big deal. And if you really are afraid of going, ask somebody to come with you, have somebody waiting in the waiting room for you. I mean, you should anyways, you shouldn't drive when you do propofol like afterwards at all. But, you know, if it's somebody that you know really supports your, your well-being and your health and you know that they're waiting for you, it, it, it's not as stressful. And, I mean, I have told people um, that I barely know that if they needed somebody to go with them, I absolutely would. I told a pharmacy tech who is at least 60, who has never had a colonoscopy done, that I would go with her. I told a lady at work that was in my class that if she needed somebody to go with her to get a mammogram done, I would go with her. I would absolutely take her. And I think this is something that we all could do for each other. Like, I mean, I can't just like roll up to wherever y'all live and take you to wherever or sit in the waiting room, but find somebody in your life that really cares about your well-being and that wants you to be healthy and encourages you to be your best self and be like, hey, you know, I have to go to the dentist and I'm really scared. Can you come sit in the waiting room with me? And if those people honestly care about you that much, they absolutely will. Um, I like the homie I have the crush on. He's afraid of the dentist. And I told him, I'm like, I'll take you. I'll go sit in the waiting room. So you have somebody out there with you when you come out. I'm like, if they'll let me back there with you, I'll hold your fucking hand. (laughs) Like, whatever you need to take care of yourself. I mean, fear is normal and fear is absolutely okay. And anxiety is normal and it's absolutely okay. However, we can't let these things prohibit us from taking care of ourselves. We can't let the fear, um, we can't live in this like ignorance is bliss thing because you don't want to get to a point where it's too late. Like, you don't want to get to the point where they're like, you're like, wow, this pain is too much. You go to the emergency room and they're like, oh, hey, you have a tumor. Oh, hey, you have six, you know, you have six weeks. You don't, we don't want to be those people. We, because not only does it put a strain on you and it's scary for you, your friends and family on the outside, like it affects them. So if you're proactive about your health, I mean, the earlier you catch anything, the better. So... Don't let fear and anxiety stop you from being the healthiest you can be. No one's going to be perfect. Um, And that's true of my own self. I'm like, I am not perfect in that arena, but I am learning. And I am learning that some of these things are nothing. 
They're absolutely nothing. And the doctors don't care what your boobs look like. They don't care what your feet look like. Like they see them. They see everybody's. They see everybody else's. And they've seen a million of them. And they're there to do a service. They're there to make sure that you're healthy. If you don't like your doctor and your doctor isn't paying enough attention to you, find a new one. Your health and your well-being is the most important. And we can't be afraid to, to say that. And we can't be afraid to do what we need to do to make that happen. So, anyhow. <laughs> so, go get your mammograms. Go get your colostomies done. Fucking big fatty. <laughs> I love you so much. Your colonoscopies done. Go get your fucking pap smears done if you're if that's what you need to do. Get your physicals done. Get your eyes checked. Go to the dentist. Do what you need to do because there are people on this earth that want you on this earth longer than than you probably have. <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I say everything I wanted to say? Yeah, I did. Um, so yes, um, school for me starts next week and it's three classes. So my schedule is going to be pretty full. However, um, even though I don't have like my office space set up, I'll say office space like that because it sounds bougie to me. Um, I will, you know, I drive to work. I drive home from work. I might be recording episodes that way. Um, until I can really get the groove of how these classes are going to work. Um, this is something else that I have told myself, look, you already started. You said you wanted to dedicate time to it. Uh, Daddy Dave sent you a fucking mixer board that is beautiful and amazing. You need to, you need to follow through. So it's something that I have consciously already given myself a lecture about and that I will try to um, be better about. Um, I don't know that I'm going to utilize the website so much anymore because eh, I don't think anybody does. Um, but my contact information is there. Phone number, email is heynessa at gmail.com. Um, the website's hellonessa.com. Um, but yeah, take care of yourself, listener pals. If I have to get on a plane and come and take you to get your booty hole checked, I may do it, depending upon where you live and if you let me stay at your house and you feed me. (laughs) I love you guys. Take care, and I will be back soon. Bye.